Without trust, no one will feel safe, no creativity will flow, and people will work in fear with their mouths shut and eventually leave for a better environment. But if your people trust you, if they trust you fully, they will overperform, they will work harder than expected, and they will follow you. They'll follow you even when they can't see where you're leading them. Welcome to the Fit to Lead podcast, where we talk all things service, leadership, and how to leave a legacy worth remembering. I am Natalie Hayes, and I am so excited to be coming to you guys on this beautiful Sunday. We are talking about how to build the foundations of a great team. I've experienced so many great examples of strong teams in the military, so I want to start out by saying a team is not just a group of people that work together in the same space and they're working towards the same goal every day. That's not it. That's not it at all. Anyone can place a bunch of people together and ask them to trade their time for money in order to achieve your goal. That is not leading, and that's certainly not building a team. The number one mindset mistake that I see people fall into is that they're asking, what can their team do for me, instead of looking at it the other way around. And I know that may seem backwards. I know it seems like a pretty normal thing, to develop a skill and then have someone pay you to use that skill in order to advance their company or advance their mission. But really, that's not it. That is purely transactional and it's going to lead to bare minimum production at best. At worst, it's going to lead to resentment, turnover, and mission failure. This short-sighted, lack-minded thinking gets leaders to forget that they are working with human beings, not machines. Human beings do not operate transactionally. As much as it makes sense on paper, trading their time for money doesn't mean anything to them. Humans operate emotionally. Everyone. All humans. All humans operate emotionally. Even the coldest guy that never talks, who tries to stay grumpy, will do more than expected if he feels appreciated. If people feel appreciated, they will work harder for you. Period. End of story. Research has shown that time and time again. Additionally, it's been shown that if and only if people feel respected by their teammates, by their boss, then do they feel safe enough to even share ideas, to share new solutions that they would otherwise just be keeping inside. A team is not just a group of individuals working towards a common goal. A team is a culture. It's a shared relentless pursuit of the same vision built only on trust, respect, and accountability. Leading a truly great team is no easy undertaking. You as a leader must set the example. You must exceed the standard that you've set, but most importantly, you must build this foundation of trust amongst your team. Without trust, no one will feel safe, no creativity will flow, and people will work in fear with their mouths shut and eventually leave for a better environment. But if your people trust you, if they trust you fully, they will overperform, they will work harder than expected, and they will follow you. They'll follow you even when they can't see where you're leading them. So in this podcast, I am going to go over three easy ways you can build trust and set the foundation for a great team. So I want to start out by saying all of this, all the trust building foundation falls on you, on the leader. It's all of your responsibility. So there's no finger pointing towards this person didn't do this or this person didn't do that. If your team doesn't have a foundation of trust, it's your fault, period. 
Okay, so that was kind of a preliminary, but the actual first step, team, is to assume the best. You, as the leader, extend trust first. And by this, I mean you assume that your people, if they got to you, if they got to you in the hiring process, if they got this far, you assume that they can do the job. You don't come from that first day a place of skepticism, a place of them having to prove to you that they're good enough. You take that first leap of faith in this person that made it to your team and you extend the trust first. And this can be a really hard one, especially for people who like to hold their work close, like to have it done a certain way. But I'm telling you, it's going to mean so much when you trust this person right off the bat. And you can do this by giving them some responsibility right off the bat, delegating some of your work to them, which I know is so hard. Oh my God, it was so hard for me to delegate my work to other people. It still is sometimes because it's just so hard for me to communicate how I want things done, but it's worth the effort. It's so worth it. So assuming that this person is suspending your trust to assume that they know how to do the job allows you to not hover and encourages you to teach them, not tell them how to do their job. It's going to make them want to rise to this expectation that you have of them right off the bat. They're going to understand right away that they better be a high performer to be a part of this fast-moving team. Don't hold back on giving new people responsibility. Trust that they know how to do it. Let them, let them run. See how, see how they do. Now, of course, you come back and assess as they go and give them their left and right limits as they need it, but you also you assess the things that they need improvement on, but you also recognize the positive things. Some leaders think that they need to hold out on praise or they need to hold back on this appreciation to make people always be striving to gain it, but that's actually the opposite. The more people hear appreciation and praise, the more they understand that they identify with somebody who gets results and does things right, and the more that they want to uphold that identity. So the first step is you assume the best, extend the trust first, and give them something to run with and some expectations to meet. It will be so, so empowering to them right off the bat. All right, number two is all about understanding that they're a human with a whole life and not just a machine who's here for you from nine to five to serve you. We are working with emotional humans, guys, and it's a beautiful thing. It's such a gift that I think is taken for granted too much. But as a leader, it's your job to facilitate intentional communication with your people. So what does this mean? It means you take time. In the military, we call this like an initial counseling, I guess. But even like formal counselings, a lot of times I just they don't really get to the heart of somebody and what is really on their mind. So it's important that you take some time to talk to all of your teammates individually. So you take time and you ask them these questions that maybe they wouldn't be so honest about if they were in front of all their buddies, but you say, what are your goals and dreams? Where do you see yourself in five years? Tell me what's going on with you. What, where, do you where do you want your life to go? And you would be surprised how many of these young people come out with these huge dreams that you would never know, you would never guess, because I'm telling you, they're not going to say them in front of their battle buddies. But you would be amazed at how many young soldiers want to go back to school, want to go be an officer, be a warrant officer, want to be a sergeant major someday, want to build a side business and get out of the army, whatever it is. It's so 
important that you care about seeing the whole person, that you don't just see them as a hand in your company from nine to five, but you truly take time to just have those conversations and you say, hey, well, you know what? I want to help you get there. I don't know how I can help you get there. You know, maybe I know this person and I can hook you guys up and I'll do anything I can to support you in your vision. Just giving them a space to speak those things to life and to know that their leader, their boss cares about hearing them. Man, that person is going to turn around out of that meeting and that day they'll be so much more motivated to work on your mission, whatever it may be. Additionally, again, it's so important to show empathy for that this that this person has a whole freaking life outside of what you're asking them to do from nine to five. So if they have to pick their kids up every day at 3.30, is there a reason that we can't move meetings to 1.30 to facilitate this? Or if someone drops their kids off every day at Eight o'clock, is there any reason why they can't come in later and stay later every day if they get all their work done? If people feel seen and cared for, they will reciprocate that. They will show that care to their teammates and it will be just a much better environment than one of strict rules and no flexibility. So number two is to connect and to truly care about that connection, to truly care about the humans that are working for you, to see them, to hear them, and to be empathetic towards the fact that they're just a human living a life. They're not a machine to work for you. Okay, number three. As a leader, it is your job to create and facilitate a a safe space for all opinions to be heard respectfully. So many solutions to problems, so many forward-thinking ideas come from people at some of the lowest levels in the organization because, again, they don't have that bias of we've always done it this way. They have a fresh perspective. But they will not share them with you if they don't feel safe. If they don't feel like they have a mutual respect from their team and a mutual respect from you, they will just keep their mouth shut because they don't care. Why would they care? They would rather stay safe than help improve the company because that's the easier option. But if they operate in a space where they want to be heard, their opinion is valued, and they feel safe to do so, and they truly care about the forward progress of the organization, then people will have enough freedom to think creatively and share that with the team. So it's your job to ask the questions, to go down to the lowest level sometimes and say, hey, bud, what do you think? Like, how do you think we can get after this? I'm facing this problem and I, I can't think of a solution yet. And, and at the very least, just get those problem-solving, critical thinking juices flowing and and just be asking the questions and just create space for discussion. Make sure people aren't scared to mess up in front of you. There's no worse way to squash creativity and critical thinking and ultimately the forward progression of your organization by making people afraid to mess up in front of you, to being so married to perfection that it stops progression. So ask the questions, facilitate the discussion, But also, and this is a big one, truly actually listen to what people are telling you. Even if it's something you would never think of before and at first you're like cringing at it because you're like, I would never do that. Still take the time to listen, digest the information, give feedback, and it will be an awesome cycle of input, discussion, and feedback that will truly feed trust, respect, and accountability within the organization. This is so important to remember too because organizations grow only with diversity of thought. 
without getting new people in there, without being inclusive, getting people with different backgrounds that are going to see problems differently, your organization will be halted by tradition. And that is a flaw that is not helpful. So get new people in the room, get different conversations going, always be aiming to facilitate diversity of thought. And then my fourth step is to empower, to actually develop them, to take time to discover their superpower and then help them build on that. So how you do this is first of all, when you see something good, you call it out. You don't stay quiet about it. You give praise and that person again will want to do this again and again and again. And then you give them the opportunity to get even better at it. So whether that could be going to a training or going to a school or just giving them more responsibility in this area, you arm them with the experience to develop their new superpower. And not only is it going to help them and their self-worth and their self-identity, but it's going to help you and your team and you're going to have that much more of a skilled person working for you, working towards your mission and empowering others on your team to exceed the standard as well. So you give praise and look, dig for ways to help people get great at what they're already good at. And those are my four tips to building the foundation of a great team, which is trust. Number one, you assume the best and you extend the trust first. Assume that they can do their job and don't hover over them. Number two, you connect and have intentional communication and get to know them as a full human, not just someone who's there to work for you. You facilitate safe space for conversations, opinions, and diversity of thought. And then lastly, you empower them to get great at what they're already good at and build their self-confidence. Remember that there's so much more to building and leading a team than getting a group of individuals together, but this is where you start. I wish you guys all the best. Thank you so much for listening, and please let me know what you thought of this episode. Please leave me a rating and a review. It just takes two seconds. You're already in your podcast app. I would so much appreciate it, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. God bless y'all.